0: Hey everybody, this is Becoming A Better You. I am your host, Alana Jane, and today I have a special guest, Jefferson Bleachwell. For today's episode, he's going to be sharing us his testimony. Jeff, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: What's up, guys? My name is Jefferson Bleachwell. I'm 16 years old. I'm a junior in high school. I'm a strong follower of Christ and super happy to be here.
0: Jeff, do you want to tell us how you started off?
1: Well, a complete beginning of my testimony I would say I've always had a strong foundation and knowing what God is and what church is supposed to be like and like how you got to act but I never really understood and I've never really had a strong relationship with God. It was like that for I'd say first 12, 13 years, 14 probably is where it was like the same thing and then I stopped going to church for a little bit like, during quarantine. I started going to his church a little bit and helping like in the like photography team and like production team and stuff. And like I was starting to, but I was really lukewarm and it just, I don't know, like it, it felt right in a way, but it didn't. So I just left. I started going back to Catholic cause my parents are Catholic and I just saw it wasn't for me at all. And then from there I started dating this girl and we ended up going like to a Baptist church. When I first started going to the Baptist church, I had, I'm a football player. I ended up getting hurt my freshman year. Pretty big injury. Set me back a lot, actually. Bad concussion. Fractured my vertebrae and my neck. And then I promised myself that I would start, like, practicing and going to the gym and everything so I could make varsity the next year. Meanwhile, all this is going on. I'm going to church. I'm lukewarm.
0: So when you say lukewarm, what do you mean?
1: Like when i say lukewarm is like i'm showing up on sundays but i'm not really i'm not trying i'm not praying as much i'm not reading my bible i'm not fasting i'm not so
0: was it almost like you had a foot in the church and a foot out or were you like committed to it but you weren't giving 100 percent, like no it
1: was definitely i was just like dipping my toes in there really i was drinking a little bit i was hanging out with the wrong people i would literally just show up on sundays and that's about it
0: yeah it was it kind of like Oh, like, okay, this is just an activity on a Sunday, but the rest of the days, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm living however I want. Yeah, like, cause... I'm not really going to to Christ and asking him to lead me. I'm not, like, worried about his guidance right now. I'm kind of doing whatever I want.
1: Like I said, like, I've always had the foundation of church, so I always took Sundays as, oh, I got to go to church. But I was just, like, I was just doing it because I was used to it, to be honest. Just, like, waking up early on a Sunday getting ready and then going to church. So
0: when did all of that change for you? You had your injury in freshman year and you promised yourself you were going to go back to the gym. You were going to put in that work. You you wanted to play football the next year. But there was no, like, instant where you were like, hey, if this isn't from the Lord, like, I don't want this. Did you ever pray about it, like, going back? Because after the injury, I mean, how did that set you back?
1: I mean, now... With, like, the maturity and, like, the knowledge that I have now as, like, a Christian, I didn't even know about, like, giving it to God and, like, talking about, like, my injury, like, what should I do. So that off season of, like, when I got hurt, it, like, it sent me back, like, a couple weeks. I had to, like, heal up and everything, but then I got so obsessed with working out. I feel like that was, like, one of the times I was, like, most disciplined and, like, going to the gym, like, I was going, like, every day, like, I was eating. I was making a lot of progress, and, like, I just completely forgot about God. I was just showing up on Sundays, maybe. There were Sundays I wasn't even going, and, like, it just became, like, a really, like, unhealthy obsession with football. Six weeks before my season started, the sophomore year that I planned for, that I worked for and everything, I was at my brother's soccer game. Me and my friend were playing soccer after, and my foot just uh, swelled up. And we, like, I had no clue what it was. Like, I told my mom, like, oh, I've I've had this bump on my foot or, like, it swells up. Like, I, I didn't think anything of it, to be honest. And then my mom started freaking out. She's like, no, Jeff, like, we got to figure out what this is. And I'm taking you to the hospital. That night she took me to the hospital. They gave me, like, an x-ray and said that I had a fractured foot.
0: And so was this before or after the first injury, your freshman year?
1: This is right after. Okay,
0: so it was just like another injury right after that initial injury.
1: And then six weeks before the season, like I said, we did the x-ray, showed up that it was fractured. And I was like, okay, I've had setbacks. Like, I'm going to be okay. I somewhat talked to God about it. I was like, you know what, God? Like, if this is your plan, this is happening for a reason. So I was like, okay. And then I get a call. Like, when I'm at, like, one of my brothers, like, their next game, we show up, and I remember just being on the sideline with, like, the boot on, and my mom, like, tells me, she's like, oh, you have to go get an MRI, because there's some weird lines, like, it could be, like, nerve damage on your foot, so I was like, okay, um, I didn't think anything of it, I was, like, little setback, I'll be good for week one, so that's all that mattered to me, and then I did my MRI, I remember just, like, going in there, like, feeling like something was wrong, to be honest, like, that's where it hit me. And then I remember, like, as soon as I was leaving, the guy looked at me kind of weird, and he was like, we'll call you next Saturday, talking about the results. If anything bad happens, we'll call you as soon as possible and let you know. I went to sleep (laughs) Sunday night, like, a regular summer night, and I remember just waking up, and my mom's, like, all over me. She's like, oh jeff like uh the hospital called it's serious whatever's going on if foot's really serious like we've got to go in
0: okay and so in that moment how did you feel
1: bro i forgot about everything i was like you know what it's just some nerve damage it doesn't matter i didn't take it serious
0: oh okay so you didn't think that anything could really happen to you yeah kinda. No, yeah no,
1: <laughs> in my head i'm like i'm showing up to church on sundays you know god's got me and, and so
0: so you went into the hospital with your mom what what happened what did they tell you what was wrong with your foot
1: Okay, so my mom knew, like, it was something serious, so she, like, brought my dad for support. So, like, when my dad's going, I started to be like, okay. Like, he went, I was like, okay, like, he cares. You know what I mean? I get into the room, my, like, pediatric doctor, and I had an appointment right after to talk about the MRI, but he wanted for us to go in. As soon as we sit down, the doctor came in. He pulled out my dad and my mom for, for him to tell the news, and... That's when it hit me. I was like, okay, bro, this is something serious. They don't think that my parents can handle this in front of me. My parents come in and my mom's, like, her face just went white. And my dad's tearing up. I was like, "What? what's going on, right? And then the doctor tells me, he, like, sits me down. And he's like, Jefferson, like, I, I hate to break it to you, but you're diagnosed with a tumor in your foot. And, like, that was, like, the, like, that was, like, the weird lines that were showing up on my x-ray. And he was just like, I think it's pretty serious. So we're sending you to Boston Children's tomorrow morning and you're going to spend the week there. Like doing tests and like biopsies and all that stuff. I thought it was like a joke. Like I didn't take it serious or anything. And then like I said, I had an appointment right after to review my MRI with the orthopedic that did my MRI. So we had to walk over where like we had to review the MRI. So when I'm walking over, I'm literally pissed. All I could think about was like, bro, I'm not going to have my season this year. I'm swearing. I'm pissed. I'm like... No way, I worked all year for this. Like I, I've been wanting this season. Like all I could think about was football. I was just like, why, why? It wasn't hitting me exactly, but I was just so confused. I remember like we went in, the guy was just straight up, ripped the band-aid right off his <laughs> bro, To be honest, I can't be sure, but it does look like a cancerous tumor. I heard the word cancer. I was like, bro, my heart dropped. That's where it really hit me. Like I was more angry before. But then I heard the word cancer, and then I finally registered the word tumor in my head.
0: So when you first heard tumor, you didn't connect it to cancer?
1: I didn't connect it to cancer. I was just, I just knew it would be something that would take me out of the season. I was like, bro, yeah. are you kidding?
0: So throughout this day, you woke up. Your mom is like, this is serious. You got to go to the doctor's. You go to the doctor's. The doctor just tells you it's a tumor, and he sends you to another doctor. And then at the other doctor, you found out this is like a cancerous tumor. And so up until mm-hmm. you saw that the the second doctor you were kind of just mad you were like Like, i'm not going to be able to do my football season
1: i didn't even like bring it to god yet like i was just like mad i was like bro all i could think about was just like missing my season so
0: how did you feel when the second doctor told you it was cancerous tumor like
1: my my eyes started like watering and my heart's beating faster it feels like it's jumping back and forth from my stomach to my chest and i'm just like i can't even explain that feeling and then I remember as soon as the doctor left, the nurse came in. She tried comforting me, but I just booted her out of the room. And, like, bro, I just broke down into tears. And I'm like, I'm not even gonna lie. I was smacking, like, the doctor table. And that's where I brought it to God. And I was like, why, God? Why are you doing this to me? Like, I was pissed. Like, I'm just banging on the table. I'm like, like, everything I work for, I'm, I'm, I'm about to lose it all because of something I can't even control. And then, like, finally, once it, like, Calm down a little bit like i'm crying but i'm not freaking out as much i walk out and my dad looks at me and he just starts breaking down and like for anyone to like see their dad cry that's like a different type of pain and then i remember getting in the car and everyone's in shock we don't even know like what music to put on did anybody even
0: even, like talk like like,
1: it was just dead silent silent. it was just dead silent and then my friend ended up coming over and it was just like the worst day i remember it was just like he had no reaction to it. We were just all like, felt like we were just numb the whole day. And then the next day was my first appointment at Boston Children's. I remember just walking through the halls there and I'm like, my body's just feeling so heavy. I'm like, bro, like I could be dying. I could beat this. Like my head was just all over the place and I felt super heavy. And then like, we were gonna review like what the biopsy was gonna be. Like A biopsy is like a little surgery. And like, they were gonna take out like a piece of my tumor and see if it's like cancerous or if it's like benign but it like it could turn into a cancerous tumor and then i just remember like walking down those halls it was like walking in like slow motion i'm walking by it's like kids like way like way sicker than me and i'm like i was somewhat grateful because i was like walking on both feet like my like my upper body was okay like i'm not sick or anything only problem i had was like my tumor and there was a bunch of kids like being wheeled around. I don't know, it was just like walking in like a movie. And then two days go by, I go back to Boston. I went in, did my biopsy. They cut it open, gave me a couple of stitches. And they were like, oh, we'll call you with the results in a couple of weeks and examine it to see if it's safe. And coming back home, we got a call. The The doctor said it was like a benign tumor, but it could turn cancerous. And they wanted to do the surgery as soon as possible. I just remember like the day of surgery, I felt like another setback. You know what I mean? And then I was like upset because like I didn't realize how bad it was. I just remember going into surgery, the whole day, doctors missing my veins and like all day. It was just a long day at the hospital, and then I was super sad.
0: But at this point, you've you found out you had a tumor, you were dealing with it, you were kind of in church
1: Ish. Like, like I was, were, I was going a little bit more. You were getting more.
0: there a little bit more, and then. You've had the surgery.
1: Hmm.
0: So, what came after the surgery? What grade are you in at this point?
1: At this point, I'm going from freshman year to sophomore year. So it
0: was after freshman year. You're going into sophomore year. Yeah. Are you planning on playing football?
1: I mean, that was, like, the whole plan. Like, I like I was working all offseason for it, and I was upset when I found out. But, obviously, I accepted the fact that I, I couldn't play. Yeah. And I was like, dang, but... Being, like, a sophomore, you have the mentality, like, oh, I still have two years to play, so yeah. that kind of comforted me in a way, but I was just, I was really bummed out for missing out the, on the season.
0: And so, did you ever find yourself getting into bad coping mechanisms?
1: I mean, it was, like, it was hard. Yeah, I did a couple of things, like, I tried a couple of things with, like, my girlfriend or, uh, with, like, friends and stuff, but it just, it was never, like, fulfilling, like, the void just felt like it was just, like, empty. That's just, like, it was, like, a really, r- like, rough ending to the summer
0: okay and so you're getting out of summer you're going into your sophomore year what were the struggles you faced your sophomore year
1: beginning of the school year it was like the hardest first day of school i had a crutch so imagine i'm crutching like around the school i remember crutching into the cafeteria on the first day and i just felt like everybody was staring at me everybody's looking at me what happened to him because i just disappeared off the face of the earth i didn't tell anyone i didn't i think i only told like two of my friends on the team what was really going on, and obviously my coach. First day of school, I remember teachers were all feeling bad for me. People are asking me, oh, what happened? What happened? What happened? That's all I talked about all day. I got fed up and I was like, oh, I have a tumor, I had surgery, whatever. And then I remember getting to my last class of the day. Teacher wrote down the Google Forms, oh, what happened this summer? What'd you do this summer? So in the Google Form, I didn't think she would show anyone. So I typed out a little bit of my story because I, she seemed trustworthy mm-hmm. and I was like oh I had a tumor it was like a really bad summer it was hard for me I just remember her pulling up no everybody's way. like answers or like whatever they wrote down on the no google way. form on the that's
0: like public humiliation on
1: the tv and like she got and she like she got to mine and she read like I just remember her like reading like the words tumor and this and that all like everything that I wrote down she was just reading out loud I just remember being like humiliated I was like, bro, ain't no way. Like, this is just to make me, like, want to leave here. This is just to make me feel worse and whatever. And then I remember, like, I wasn't really going to practice because, like, I do not want to go to practice because that just reminds me of what I'm missing out on. So I was like, I didn't really feel like going. I remember week one um, gets here, and it was like, it was our week one game. So my coach that gave me, like, my jersey number, like, I didn't really want it. But, you know, last pick, I'm not even going to be on the field. He gave me a random jersey, and I just remember being in that atmosphere. I was like, dang, bro. I could really be a part of this if none of this happened. That's where, like, the feelings started coming back of, like, God, like, why'd you do this to me? Why'd you do this to me? I was super upset, but I just remember, like, being in that atmosphere. It just made me want to play even more. And then November 17th, I get cleared to throw the pads on again. And play. The next day was really hard for me too and I remember just like I had no confidence. I didn't trust God. I didn't trust the feeling of kicking a ball with that foot and I just remember feeling like horrible that I couldn't do what I could do before.
0: Sophomore year goes by. You're still in the same situation at church right?
1: Yeah like at church. You I, go
0: sometimes. It's like not after, your top priority right now. Football is.
1: Yeah football is like so my top And so
0: sophomore year ends. Sophomore year summer. Anything happen?
1: Because I mean, you had a pretty between, big summer freshman year. Yeah, I mean, in between and, like, that summer, just in between, like, that school year, like, sophomore year, a couple of things went down. Like, it was, like, the football season, like, was over. I was starting to get involved at church, actually. I was getting closer to a lot of people. But then I just realized it was, like, a toxic place in a way. They were just, a lot of things were going on in between the pastors. At and the like, church
0: you were going to. Yeah, and the
1: people and stuff. Oh. I was starting to doubt God. I was, like, okay, like, so I was, like, yeah. why are you letting this happen? Why are you letting, like, leaders do whatever they want? Why is all this stuff going on? So this is where someone started praying. I was like, okay, God, please show me a sign if I should go to this different church. And it's the church that I go to now. I go to Netcast. And then I just remember I slept over at one of my friend's house. And he was like, oh, let's go to this church that I've been going to. You should just pull up because I, I was sleeping over and I didn't have a ride to go to my other church. So I was like, okay, we pull up. I'm getting goosebumps the second I open up the door. I was like, this is like the coolest place ever. I just, It completely caught me off guard. I just remember like walking in and then just like hearing like their worship. It's like the worship was just like so powerful. And yeah, like, I was just really like, like, wow, like this yeah. this is amazing. Like, I'd love to come here. We're going into like 2023, I want to say.
0: Oh, okay. So this is like, yeah, this is right, kind of like, right like January. After. And so, then okay,
1: I visited for the first time. And it went really well. And then my guy, Matt Tuning, he like came <laughs> out, gave like a really powerful sermon. And I was like, yo, this could be my place. This, this is, like, is touching. Like, I just saw him, like, come out with, like, it's, like, a lot of confidence and just, like, yeah. being, like, connected with the people in the church. And, like, I just felt like I was at home for the first time. I remember, like, during the week, like, Matt sends me a video because he got my information. He's like, oh, like, super happy that you came. And I was like, bro, I've never felt so special. I'm super happy that, like, you reached out. and I, I felt honored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was super, super special. And then I just, like... So this is like, now you're like like stepping
0: into church, right? Like now now you're really like, okay, I want to take this serious.
1: I just remember like being like a little like lukewarm still and I'm getting a feel. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like worship's nice. pastor's really good. And then I'm with my girlfriend and it wasn't like a Christ-centered relationship.
0: So like when you say like a Christ-centered relationship, what do you mean? Because I think it's important to talk about this just because so many relationships fail because christ isn't the center of their relationship and i've said this before like if you have a christ-centered relationship it won't fail you if you're going to christ together yeah. and if you're like hey we need your help guide us like yeah, we're seeking you I, I
1: completely you. agree
0: so when it when you say it's not like a christ-centered relationship because you guys were going to church together
1: yeah like we were so, going to church so,
0: together so you're telling me like but you can be going to church together, and it's still not a Christ-centered yeah. relationship.
1: Yeah, from, like, afar, it looked like it was, like, a healthy, Christ-centered relationship. Because at the beginning, I'm not going to lie, it was. It started fading out with because of our struggles with lust and communication. And I wouldn't say necessarily it was, like, super toxic, but it was fights would happen and, like, miscommunication and stuff. So it was, like, I don't know. It wasn't, like, the best relationship, but, like, it also taught me a lot. And I was in this relationship, and we're going on Sundays and like, I don't know anybody. <laughs> I haven't really introduced myself yet. And then they end up having like a worship night and I'm like, word, I'll come, you okay. know what I mean? I invite my best friend and we end up going. And I just remember it was like such a powerful night. I felt like I was at home. I was yeah. like getting into it. I was yeah. like, I was singing, I was jumping. And bro, like I was drenched in sweat when mm-hmm. I left. And then fast forward a little bit, I pull up to church. April thirtieth, twenty twenty three. So regular, Like a regular Sunday, yeah. I'm waking up early. I go to the ten o'clock service, and they open it up. They're like, "Oh, today's baptism Sunday," and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna see some people get baptized." In the back of my head, I'm like, bro, it'd be so cool to get baptized, but my parents would kill me, cause you know, yeah, like, cause they're, they're Catholic. Catholic. They're Catholic. Yeah. Like, you get baptized when you're like months old.
0: Yeah, and so how did you like? So you were going to, like a Christian church, and they're Catholic. Like, were they ever like, yo, you can't do this? Like, how they did were, you? They were
1: honestly like so supportive, and that's like, they're like, as long as like you're actually going to church, you're taking it somewhat serious. Yeah, like we support this. So I was like, that was good. And then I remember, like, like I said, April 30th, I pull up to church. It's a regular Sunday. Pastor Travis preached like the strongest sermon I've ever heard in my life, bro, like about baptism and how it is and like the meaning of baptism and like how powerful it is to like and like actually go through with it as a Christian and stuff. I was with my best friend. I was with my girlfriend at the time. My little brother. Second time he goes to this church, I'm starting to get close with him. So like, I bring him. Second time, literally second time. I remember, sermon was like really strong, and I'm like, yeah, God touched you here. I was like, bro, like this would be sick to be like to get baptized. Yeah. And then, I was like, no, like my parents are Catholic, they'd kill me (laughs) because you can't get baptized again. I walked over to like see the first kid get baptized. And then my heart starts beating faster, and I'm like, bro. My little brother looks at me and he's like, bro, I don't care what mom and dad say. I'll deal with them after I'm getting baptized. So
0: he, this is like his second so like time his going second to church, time. His or second to this time. church at least. And he's like, I'm getting baptized. Screw he's what like, mom and dad says. Yeah, I'm doing it. He's like, I don't he's care. He's like, you can do it if you want, but I'm doing it. He was
1: like, I don't care. <laughs> and my awesome. best friend, he's like hyping me up. He's like, bro, you should go pray yeah. about it. Like it will be okay. Yeah. I was like. My heart's beating faster. I'm. Feeling and so did that. your
0: brother even know what was going on with you? Did no, you like, know that no, you wanted like, no to or one you were knew. thinking like, about no it? No
1: one knew. All yeah. I know is that I was feeling like a really strong presence. It was touching, yeah. Of like yeah. the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, bro, what is going on? I've never felt this before. And then once my brother was like, screw it, I don't care. I thought he was joking. He was like, I don't care, bro, I'm, I'm doing this. And I was like, you know what, bro? I'm your ride or die. I'm going to. Like if, yeah, if, if you're doing it, I'm like, doing it. I'll, we can both deal with our parents after. And then... I just remember, like, when, like, um, Baptism Sunday, like, happens at Netcast, everybody's, like, super supportive. Everyone's, like, clapping and, like, cheering you on while you're going. And I remember, like, I get the clothes, and I'm like, bro, I'm really doing this. Like, there's no backing out now. I'm like, I have to commit.
0: And at this point, how long were you going to the church?
1: I'd say, like, two, three months, maybe four. Uh, Like, I was going there, like, okay. And then, like, this Brazilian walked over. His name is Neto. He's like talking to me, he's like being super supportive. I just felt like he was like an older brother and he's talking to me and encouraging me. And then you like go into the bathrooms to change, obviously. And I I remember, bro, as soon as I get into that bathroom, I just fall. Like everything falls out of my hands and I just fall to my knees, bro. And I'm like, I'm on the floor. I'm crying like crazy at this point. Like I can't even control my crying. My heart's beating so fast. Like and all I could do was just pray. Mm-hmm. And I talked to God. I was like, God, is this really happening? Like, do you really want this? Like, I accept this. Like, okay, this is yeah, happening. For, this is, so like, we just went so from, like, like, I'm not even yeah like, so looking like,
0: for God's guidance. And now all I like, need is his guidance.
1: Because, like, I was listening to, like, Matt preaching. And I was somewhat starting to learn that, like, you have to, like, just, like, give it all to God and, like, yeah. see what happens. So, like, I'm praying in the, like, in the bathroom. Like, I didn't even change it. And I'm, like, I'm on the floor. Like, I can't get up. I'm just, like, crying. Like, all I can think about is, like, praying and, like. Is this really going to happen? Like, my head was all over the place. I get out. Bro, I'm still crying like crazy. My brother's crying too, like, when he sees me crying. It was, like, such, like, a beautiful moment. And then he went up, he got baptized, and I was like, bro, this is, like, wow. And then I went. It was, like, my turn. And Matt came up to me, like, he's the one that baptized me. Like, I went down, and he, like, he baptized me, and I remember getting up. I just, I felt, like, fresh. I was big into stealing drinking. I was doing all this stuff, and then I remember it just felt like I was leaving everything behind. And then when I got up, and then it hit me when I got out of, like, the tub, I yeah. was like, bro, I just got baptized. And so after was, you got yeah.
0: baptized, like, is that when you gave, like, 100%? No. No,
1: no, 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 okay. no. I'm going to be honest. Okay. No. And obviously in the day, you're like, oh, I'm I'm going to be, like... I'm gonna be is like it? self-committed like I'm, I'm like, 100% the, like, I'm like 100%. this is yeah like yeah. the day of I was like bro I'm gonna be like the best Christian ever yeah like I'm like the, I'm all in now. and you're
0: like 2-3 months in I'm like 2-3 like, like
1: months in really you're and a then, baby Christian so I go to youth group and then I meet my guy John Craft like he's our youth pastor love him big like, shout like, out to John yeah <laughs> big shout out to John he's a he's like a huge mentor like a huge part of my life now and I was there with him and he just introduced me to everyone, like our leaders, like all, all of our leaders that were just there that day. Like we introduced ourselves to any, everybody. I just remember looking around like, yeah, like I want to be here.
0: Yeah. And so at this point, you're going to church, you're getting involved with everybody and it's your junior year, right? Or summer going into junior year? Yeah.
1: So like we're about to finish my sophomore year. Um, John, I remember one day, like he's about to preach and he's like, oh, We're going to have our summer camp. Like, who's excited? I didn't even know, like, they had summer camp. So I'm like, I'm super hyped. I got to go to this. Like, this could be, like, a huge game changer. But before this, like, as soon as, like, summer ended, like, I'm talking, like, one of the first days of summer, our girlfriend approached me. She just wasn't feeling it anymore. Like, the relationship was just done. And, like, we dragged it out, like, too long.
0: You were still going to the same church as your ex, right? And you still are. And so, like, you didn't leave what felt comfortable for you just because of what was around yeah and so i think that's like very inspiring too because a lot of people will be like oh like this person's here and i just i can't or my ex is still here and this but if that's the home that that you feel like like welcome like sidetracking a little
1: bit off of like what i was going to say if you're like for example like going to the same church as like your ex have like a good conversation with them that like the past is the past, like, don't need to bring yeah, it up, but don't leave need to it be like sh- on good terms, yeah. Like, leave yeah. it on good terms, don't need to throw it in each other's faces, and just pray about it. Just pray that like you can forgive them if they did anything, yeah. or just try to be friends with them, make like, it just like Jesus, unproblematic. like, loves and like, forgives. Yeah. I remember just having a conversation with her, and we're like, we're just gonna leave everything in the past, and we both feel our home's here, so whatever happens, happens, yeah. And then I'm going to camp, I'm driving over to camp, I'm happy. And I get there and it hits me. I'm like, bro, I barely know anybody here. I only know the leaders, really. And, like, we had, like, services, like, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day. Like, we would have the Bible studies. We would have, like, moments of prayer, worship, and everything. So, like, I just remember seeing or just feeling like I'm progressing, like, every single day. Yeah. With, like, the worship not being, like, scared. I was, like, not being scared of showing, like, my, like, real emotions or, like, not being, like, judged for like jumping up and down and like just having fun while I'm you worshiping, were worshiping. And, like, like when we were there, like we talked about like forgiving and talking like abiding with God and like putting God first and everything, and it was just so moving and it like helped me so much. And then after, just I feel like progressively getting better every single day, and um, like just it was inspiring. So
0: after the summer camp, that's when you really got firm. That
1: that's like that's really that my kickstart. Like,
0: that's when you really let go of like, hey, like i'm not gonna like give half yeah of me like i'm giving full i half. remember
1: all i could think about every single day was like i'm full and i'm like full i'm in. set one of my friends like baptized on like the last night like that was super like amazing to see like, i remember we just all jumped in the water with our clothes yeah. on it was so fun and leaving was like sad obviously but it was just like okay now i'm taking this serious and we moved on and once we got home my ex we're like hanging out a little bit more we're talking and, like, all that. I remember just like, being, like, Lordy, feelings are still there. I remember talking to her, and we're like, let's pray about this. And mm-hmm. that, that, I'm like, that's a big difference. I've never yeah. really prayed for anything, so yeah. I was like, let's see how prayer actually works. Started praying, and, like, we were praying together and just like, hanging out and stuff, and then I ended up seeing, well, we both ended up seeing that it wasn't going to work out. Yep. Obviously.
0: Was that when you guys were like, okay, if this really isn't going to work out, we're going to move on?
1: Yeah, like, a couple of things were going on, and then... I just remember, like, just taking everything that was going on and, like, us being in prayer together and stuff, I was just like, yeah, this is, like, over. Yeah. And, like, I accepted it. Like, I was happy. I was happy for her. It was, like, that was, like, the first situation I really prayed for and, like, God, like, kind of, like, speaking to me and, like, answers. And then John, again, (laughs) sat me down and he's just like, we're just talking, talking about the season coming up and talking about life and everything. And I just remember him coming up to me and he's like, what would you do if you get injured? again when when he said that to me like my mind just started racing yeah about everything like how it affected me mentally and i was like bro i have no clue what i'd do i'd be like i would just go back to being like mentally like destroyed like i was before junior year starts summer workouts are just finishing we're just getting our pad we got our helmets and everything i'm feeling really confident i'm putting up good numbers and everything and i'm feeling good week one comes and like i started on like special teams and it was like a fun game like it felt good to be back out there and like i was just like thanking god i was so happy about it i was yeah. like wow god like i'm finally here yeah like everything that we've overcome but i didn't yeah. even know what was coming in the future you know what i mean i ended up fracturing my elbow <laughs> Another injury. And like, and like i hurt my shoulder and i'm like okay um I'm so is that whatever. when
0: it kind of ended
1: no um i like pushed through it like over the off season i hurt my shoulder but i didn't think anything of it Mm -hmm. i didn't do anything because i was like not another injury i didn't really care so i was like i kind of avoided it and then i didn't realize it'd catch up to me and i ended up hurting my shoulder fracture my elbow but i played a great game and that's all that mattered to me you know what i mean I
0: i remember i was like after all of this jeff like are you sure this is what God has planned for you? Have you like seeked little guidance little. like from God? Because you're getting like slapped in the face back and forth here. Like, are you sure? Like,
1: yeah, he, I mean, I, like
0: to me, it sounds like He's telling you no, and He wants you to focus on something bigger.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like now, present day. Yeah. I see that like, He really wants me to like focus on Him, and me like keeping Him as my main priority and my main focus, like every day, no matter what I'm doing no matter what season I'm in, no matter like what semester I'm in at school. I didn't know that. So like football's starting to be my priority again. I got hurt, but I'm like, it's a quick injury. My coach was like, he literally came up to me after the game, he was like, played great. I'm starting you next week. During that week, that's when we found out I fractured my elbow. So obviously I can't start that week. I just remember like throughout the season, I'm just mentally drained. And then I'm just, everything's starting to hit me. Coaches are being like disrespectful are being toxic i don't see any progress in my spiritual life because i was just so so shocked on like All the how injuries, everything was yeah. like playing out and i was just kind of forgetting to like bring everything to god and i'm like i'm super like i don't think i've ever been so mentally drained i ended up like tearing my labrum in my shoulder like a couple weeks later or just like it over time it like tore and then a couple weeks like into the season I take a bad hit and it dislocates. And it just became like a pattern. It was dislocating every game where it sublock on me during practice or, and all that. And I'm just, I'm mentally done. I'm like, I don't know about football anymore. And
0: so is that like, when you were finally like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm like, that was your, I'm done with football.
1: Like, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm done. Like, I gotta get out of here. Started praying a lot more like about my injury. Like God, like, is this a sign to like not play anymore? Show me what this is for. I started looking at a private school. Like I'm like, oh, this could be like a good getaway from like football, from the kids at at my school and everything. I was just like, you know what, I should go through with this. I ended up applying. Like I got involved with one of the families that are involved with admissions there. They helped me out. They helped me apply. But like looking back now, it's so like impulsive. And I told John and he's just like, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? And (laughs) <laughs> towards the end of the season, like, at the beginning of the season, I would try to, like, pray for the team. Yeah. And, like, captains didn't really approve of it, or, like, coaches didn't. Like, they just said no, basically. And then towards the end of the season, it started growing on them more. And the last practice, they ended up letting me pray for the whole team. And then it started hitting me, like, oh, like, I could honestly be, like, a leader. I could do something about this. And I'm starting to feel more comfortable. And then it started to hit me. And I was like, oh, maybe, like, this is okay. Like, just, like, praying and, like, being around these guys and, like, supporting them from the sidelines isn't so bad. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't get hurt doing that. And then, like, I applied to, like, the private school. And then I started praying, like, God, like, show me if I should really go there. Show me if I should drop football. Show me if I should just drop, like, my school in general. Now we're and just, seeking like, God's guidance. And I'm like, just show me if I should drop everything, right? Literally, like, a week or two later, my leaders, Olivia Racuni, she pulled me aside and she's like, oh, Jeff, like, I've been working for FCA Fellowship for Christian Athletes. It's a Christian club for, um like, student-athletes and, like, Christian-athletes, and, like, we'll do, like, Bible studies and stuff in school, and, like, sometimes we can have sporting events and all that, and, like, it was just, like, super cool, and, and then we started, like, talking and started on, um, like, meeting and, like, really getting involved and in, like, seeing, like, what like FCA could like do to like my school and everything so I'm like I started praying a lot more to like show me about the school and then like lately Olivia's like been talking to me like oh I want you to lead like I want you to do this like I feel like it was like so God's and like redirecting your so focus I'm like I'm like I started realizing I'm like okay like honestly like I could be a leader here you know what I mean? yeah I can't like throw out this opportunity, this opportunity yeah. to like lead in ministry so I was like I don't know about that private school anymore. Like, honestly, like, I need yeah. to pray, like, a lot more. But right now, like, where my heart is at, like, I don't want to miss this opportunity. And I feel like that's what I'm really, like, being called for.
0: Yeah. And so and now would you say that, like, you're officially 100%?
1: I, to be honest, I don't really think anyone could reach 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad like, you said that because even like, I agree. Even as a pastor, like, you could be, like, the best pastor in the world. You could be, like, best whatever, best Christian. But yeah.
0: I mean, like not your 100 percent, but you're giving your 100 percent. yeah i'm giving
1: my 100 percent. like yeah like i'm not really holding back anymore i'm not scared i'm i'm spreading the gospel i'm like preaching like one thing that John taught me how to pray and just like put into my everyday life is just walk in boldness and yeah. like be a misfit in the world and because like,
0: maybe like you might encounter people that have never had somebody talk to them about god and like you might be their only like interaction yeah, that's with what I'm God saying. Like, ever just like
1: me like me being able to like, walk in boldness and be bold about my faith uh, like i've brought in kids to be like oh bro really? like i'm like christian but like i'm scared to show it yeah. you know what i mean so it's it's super cool to help kids and like and all now that.
0: you're like, like you're the role like model that you bit. needed yeah. when you were back there
1: yeah and, and like struggling yeah and like one thing that like one of my buddies from that cast, i was talking to him one day and he was like you should have three types of friends you try to have a friend that's ahead of you, that's more successful than you, like more ahead in life. Yep. You know, like a couple years. Yep. Like for me, like it'd be like college kids or like young adults or just yeah. like people that are like already like parents and You're stuff. You're leaders like yeah. pastors and stuff. And like you try to have someone that's like like equal as you. Yep. They're like like equal in faith, like around your age, like people that you can walk with side by side, make the same mistakes, learn by your mistakes and just like keep walking together in Christ. And then you should also have someone that's, like, a little bit behind you. Someone that, like, you could be their role model and the person that they yeah, need. Yeah, I agree. And like and that's all that. powerful. So that was something that hit me. And, like, that's something that I'm, like, now the new year, I'm trying to, like, have a more positive, like, mindset. I, like, hung out with one of my leaders today. And when I was just talking to him. And I was telling him, like, I've had all these things happen in my life. And that all led up to this moment. That all led up to this moment. And it's, like... Like now that like I feel like I've put God as number one, I feel like I'm a lot happier. I feel yeah. lighter. Like It's like, like life it's just flows. Like, life better. just flows so much better. It's like, like, it's
0: like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's if it's God's be, will, it's, it's like, God's, like, yeah. God's will. And if it's not mine, then it's not mine and I don't want it.
1: And the one thing that like was always holding me back, I was always finding a way to complain about something. Yeah. Or I, I was did. always you like know You know what? That too I mean?
0: would always be like, Oh, this is so awful or this sucks or these people suck And now I'm like, well, you know what?
1: Just like no matter like, I feel like, like no matter what happens in your life, you could be the type of person that want to find a way to complain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like now... Like, there
0: will always be something to complain about and yeah. it's up to you whether you complain about it or yeah. not.
1: Honestly, like that's my goal now. For me, just like, I just decided to be like, you know what, let me like start like focusing on the good things. I was yeah. always focusing on the bad things. And yeah. I feel like the more you focus on the bad things, the more It's like, like oh, I
0: had a crappy relationship, like, like, but this is what I learned from it. Yeah,
1: but it's also... I put in my head, I'm always injured. I always keep getting yes. injured. Or I feel like your mentality like plays like a huge role. And if, yeah. you, feel, if you tell yourself like you're going to be like whatever but you it's can. But it's also like, words like... that
0: you manifest upon your life. They have power. Yeah, that's and it's what like I'm the saying. same thing if your parents are manifesting something upon you. It has power. And I made it like a number one thing. If I'm hearing somebody say something about me, I rebuke that. I will be successful. God does have me. I will be like, no, like I don't want that. I know.
1: I feel like people don't realize how big of an effect, like, your spiritual life can be. Yeah. And I don't feel like people can, like, they just don't see how important their the mindset They don't know is, it until they you know have I mean? it. And it's sometimes, like, you don't, like, appreciate things until you lose it. I didn't appreciate my season or anything until, like, I, I got hurt. Or until you did Or I was appreciating, like, my friends. I wasn't appreciating, like, anything around me. So the less grateful you are, like, the worse your life is going to be. Like, yeah. you got to be grateful about the little things. Like I was saying earlier, I was grateful to be, like, being able to walk in the hospital. Yeah, And some kids are, like, being wheeled around or their parents are carrying them. So it's, like, the littlest things. Like, you got to be grateful. And, like, the more grateful you are, the less you complain. And it's I feel like... like, the easier your life is.
0: Being grateful and, like, having, like, a thankful heart has brought me a lot. One, a lot of opportunities. But it has, like, saved me a lot of stress. Yeah. And, like, given me a lot of patience. And so... Like, I'll, like, encounter, like, grumpy people, and I'm like, okay, well, you're in a mood. Yeah. But thank you for being in this mood. You're teaching me patience. Yeah. And I also learned, like, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and she was like, I learned to say thank you instead of sorry. And so, like instead of like you're walking into a meeting you're late don't say sorry say thank you for like waiting for me thank you for being patient and so like someone's in your way hey excuse me thank you not hey sorry can you Mm -hmm. no because it's like those little things like you don't realize it but like yes but that's like how you're practicing being thankful that's how Mm -hmm. you're practicing being grateful and that's how it builds up in your life and so like it also makes you more, like, you walk into this room and you stand taller. Yeah,
1: like, I don't know. It's now that, like, my whole, like, perspective and, like, everything, like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, 100%. I'm giving my 100%, but I'm not the best like, Nobody will ever here. be 100%, you know? but and everybody
0: like, can give their 100%. Yeah,
1: you can give your 100%, and just now it's, like, I feel like perspective and, like, your mentality just, like, plays a huge role in your life. So, like, yeah. if you can be humble, if you can be grateful, like and all that and if you can
0: take your testimony and share it because i'm telling you god is going to bless you through this because like when i will tell you when i first posted my like testimony how i reconnected with god that whole week like it was pure joy and like it was the joy that like i was just like thank you jesus thank you jesus for this moment like i was so grateful
1: i mean just talking about it like Makes me, like, be very grateful for, like, everything that's happened. Like, yeah, now, with, like, the mentality that I have, I'm, like, thank you, God, for, like, the tumor situation. Because that, like, made me realize you got to make God, like, number one.
0: And it's not the end of the and, world. Like,
1: it's not the end of the world. And, like, I pray for, like, all the people that, like, go through, like, hard, like, seasons like that. And and it's the key like, word
0: is a season because it's temporary. Yeah, it's like like it, But it's, it's up to you and whether you make it temporary because... Some things can be permanent if you allow it to be.
1: Yeah, honestly. And it's up
0: to you. It's it's like, seriously, like, that's why we all have free will. If you don't want a situation to be permanent, Mm -hmm. you got to go to God.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, once you learn to, like, give everything to God and, like, just, like, trust this process, life just becomes so much easier. And just, like, prayer life is, like, it's just huge. And, like, a verse that I want to give to everyone is, like, Matthew 6 verse five to eight and when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to to pray standing in the sigones and on the street corners to be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward in full but when you do pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you and when you pray do not keep on babbling like pagans For they think like they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him.
0: That's powerful. And you know what that's saying is a short, meaningful prayer is more powerful than a long prayer.
1: Then you're just like ranting.
0: Where you're just, yeah. yeah. And I think it's important to rant to God and talk to God and tell God what's going on. But like when you're just like, hey God, I need this. Thanks. What is that?
1: But it's like, just like you said over here is, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Yeah. So that's, obviously, the whole verse is important, but just, like, that verse specifically is just saying how if you can, like, take that time to be by yourself with God, it's like, once you, like, give everything to Him, it's just, like, it makes it easier. And, like, the more you pray with, like, in secret, the more you're building your relationship with God.
0: Right. And it's like the same thing with fasting too, because in the Bible, it'll tell you, you don't need to make your fast, like that you're fasting public. Like you don't want to go and tell everybody that you're fasting. Cause it's not something you want to like, that's honestly something I got to work on. Because you're not, you don't want to show it off. yeah. Cause that's something intimate. It's that's something between you and God. That's like something that you're, yeah, I think that's powerful
1: like here's sum up this verse he's also talking about like, don't be like the hypocrites don't be the yeah. people that just pray because a lot of pray people, in public and to make yeah. yourself look good oh like he's a, a such a strong christian because like he can pray over people or he yeah, can and pray in public will look up to those people and stuff but not really know it, how they are you don't behind have, closed doors yeah, if you don't have a strong prayer life like behind closed doors you don't have such a strong relationship with god like it's gonna you're, catch you're, up to you yeah, one day you're one of the hypocrites yeah And I don't know, I just wish people, like, just realized how powerful, like, a verse like that is in, like, your everyday life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, like, you talked about fasting. It doesn't need to be public, but it definitely Mm -hmm. needs to be something that is, like, a sacrifice for you. Because that's, like, the whole point of a a fast. I just, I, like, I'll always say, and I'll talk to anybody, like, it's just you need to, like, give everything to God. Like, you always got to keep him number one. And yeah. he'll honestly and reward you for keeping him Allow him, him number to guide one. you. Allow him to you know take I mean? lead. Yeah. And I just pray that, like, people can, like, win the battles that they don't talk about and, like, and stuff. Because I know people go through harder things than me. Or I know people will, like, think they're going through a harder season or something. But just to, like, it's a season. Yeah, it's just a season. I like season. to say and, that. Like, it's a season. And, like, to be it's just honest, a season. Like, all you got, like, like I said, just give everything to him and just talk. Because, like, the closer you are and the, like, more relationship you have with him, the easier your life will be. And, like, you'll look back at that bad season and you'll be like, oh, that wasn't anything. I hope you guys can, like, take my testimony. And I hope this helps you guys. That's what I'm trying to say. And I hope, like, you guys listened to this and just, like, saw how God moved in my life. And, like, I'm really happy for the future with FCA or if I go to the private school, if I play football or not. But, yeah, like, all I recommend is just let God, like, take over. And your life will just be so much easier. And I pray for everyone. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Amen.
0: Amen. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you for being here. All right. So that was episode three of Becoming a Better You. I am so glad you chose to tune in and listen to Jefferson's testimony. Seriously, it was so beautiful. And I it's such an honor to have him here. I know I've seen him go through all of this. I've been with him through all of this. And I was like, you're the first person I want to speak. and it's just such a blessing and I hope everybody has a blessed rest of their week don't forget trust God he's gonna guide you and everything is going